on another edition of the Broncos Blitz Podcast. It's a very special edition of the Broncos Blitz Podcast. We're kind of back for the new year, like Vance Joseph should say, we're back. You know, like when they beat Arizona. Could but, have good practice. But we have a very special guest host today, Bree Maestis. Did I say that right? You did say it right. Okay, because I don't know if everybody says it right. Okay, I, I went over this uh, a couple days ago okay. with uh, Ryan Edwards where I, he was oh, trying Oh, he to- needs it because he's like tortillas <laughs> and he's like, you know what I mean? But he he's from New Mexico, right? And <sighs> he wanted to say it the correct way, okay. Maestis. And I was like, please don't do that to anybody. We're going to stick with Maestis. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, he... If he, Ryan Edwards were to eat green chili, he'd have to put toilet paper in the freezer for about a week. Oh, you know, it's, again, it's, I, I didn't mean to go there. But okay, so we'll, we'll talk about Ryan Edwards. I want to mention Benjamin. We're going we're gonna to talk about all things, not just other media members, but all things Broncos. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast. I mean, we're back for another season. We're looking forward to, uh, for one, when you have to go in and do a podcast coming off a loss or coming in and, man, we're talking about Drew Locke versus Teddy again, and it's just like that line drawn where you just, like, everyone's mad at each other. You know what I mean? It's I like... I th- think so. You have to... You're mad, you're angry, you had a rough day, and now you have to take it all on anyone who will listen. Well, I, I, that's exactly it. Everything we kind of do, especially like when we're doing, you know, sports talk radio, like listen to the show at My High Sports, there are our, our everyday show from 10 to noon where we got to get Brie on the show. Uh, she's got her own things going on. She's kind of like a big star. She's going to kind of be like, yeah, I could, but it's going to charge you. So uh, Mark Raycroft, right? Rycroft, right? Um, who is now like a great figure for um, Altitude TV. Uh, it's a part of like their run to the Avs winning a cup. Go Avs, right? Yeah. Um, when me and Gil Whiteley, the old man here, 20 years ago, were working for the Denver Daily News, a little newspaper, Mark wasn't, like, doing much of anything. So we'd have him on. He'd be, like, our go-to guy for all kinds of stuff. We'd use him for everything, every ad story, everything we did. And then he kind of uh, started to do a little bit of stuff with Altitude and started to do some stuff. And then finally one year, Mark was like, yeah, I'll, you know, we can continue to do this, but you got to pay me now. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I got it. I totally get it. It's all good. But, like, um, it's like... He's a big star now. You, for one, you all the things you got going on. Zach Seegers is like, I, I love this guy. He's like my little brother, little brother. Like I, I have two little brothers, but they're not. It's, he's still the little brother I never had. Yeah. That's shots at my brothers. That's <laughs> as being like the older brother. Got to deal with all like you know all the drama kind of stuff. It's it's not all it's cracked up. To uh, me. Let me. I deal with enough drama with Zach Seegers that I mm-hmm. also consider him my little brother. But that's yeah. also because he's about a decade younger than me. That's so, right. I mean, okay. there's some. There's some age difference. Well, you're like the cool big sister then. I am the cool big sister. We take them on trips to Vegas. You and buy his alcohol? Y- exactly. Um, I mean, he's of age. I saw you guys on a bunch of cool fun trips. You guys, you know, that's awesome that you guys, the relationship you guys, how did you guys kind of come together? Uh, it was Twitter. I okay. blame all of it on Twitter. We met up at training <laughs> oh, camp last year. Twitter brings everyone together. <laughs> it does. Or it forces them apart. And that's yeah. just the nature of the beast. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I was blessed enough to be able to uh, get to know these guys at training camp last year. And yeah. it has been a whirlwind. I wouldn't work with anyone else, although we do fight. And we come back together and bring you great Broncos content yeah. Monday through Friday. You say that now until Nate's up for like a negotiation. And you're going to get offered like your own show. Or you're going to do this. You're I'll do take a him bit. out by the knees. Well, again, you got to. It's it's ruthless. It's uh, it's everyone. It's uh, I get we, one. What the one rule is on the show? Everybody love everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, man, this media game is a wild one. And uh, I'll tell you. So well, the Broncos Blitz podcast before last season, man, it was just okay. Welcome to another edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just it, it's hard to get up for that and. 
what makes me here doing sports talk radio here, working formally for AP here, doing everything in this game here is I'm from here. And there's not a lot of guys like that. There's like Vic Lombardi. Okay. Everyone else, I mean, like every radio guy from the Goodmans to the Gills to the Kreckmans, those are all Chicago guys. Uh, the D Max and the uh, Mike Evans, uh, they're all East Coast uh, Syracuse guys. It's very rare a guy, you know, works in his own town that he kind of came up in. So these teams, it's different for me. Um, not that I didn't know the teams better, because there's a bunch of pros. Guys are great. Um, there's a lot of great people who cover the teams, but it just, like, hits different. I care about this team in a different kind of way where these last five or six years, it's like, I don't know, it's like you're a disappointed third kid or something who's like, well, he's really into art right now. <laughs> he took a couple, he took the semester off. You know what I mean? He's into art right now, but he's he'll get it figured out. It's like I, I love all my We're kids kind of equal. The dark side. <laughs> yeah, but it's like everything has changed with Russell Wilson here to where like I'm past the point of where people are like, oh, well, still the same team, and uh, they're not going. They're gonna. It's gonna be some growing pains. To um, well, he's they moved on from him for some reason. We don't really know, but like he's washed or something like that. He is here. Russell Wilson, and I mean, like, we have arrived. Broncos country is back. I usually don't get down like that, okay, <laughs> really. But, like, I remember being on the air with Cello and with Doug when news dropped that Peyton Manning was traded to the Broncos. It was just like you couldn't kind of believe it. And then look at the greatest run of, you know, four seasons that, you know, any team has ever had in NFL history, let, let alone us capped off by, you know, winning Super Bowl 50. Danny, I was going to say that felt like decades ago. No, yeah. it's literally been a decade. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, wow, that was a myself. long time ago. Yeah. It feels like a long time ago. Well, yeah, it was 10 years ago. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that was like three kids ago for me. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> for real. It's just, so, we said it on the show today, and then we'll kind of move forward, but the one thing about Broncos country that you have to appreciate, and the Broncos as a franchise, even through these last five or six years when Pat Bowen is kind of fading away, and Joe Ellis has the burden, and there, there's the trust, and who's really running things, and John Elway doesn't have Peyton Manning to kind of, you know, make it all look good, and it seemed like it was kind of slipping away. Still, even to that point, after Peyton, they go to Trevor Simeon, Okay, who deserved a shot, and they're nine and seven. I mean, like that's I mean, not to bulk at, like that's not, not at all. A bad he was a Pro Bowler. I mean, everyone's kind of a Pro Bowler, but he was a Pro Bowler that year, and the team was really didn't have you know not not a lot of championship semblance left. Okay, then they draft Paxson in the first round. Okay, okay, bear with me. I know it was like maybe the worst draft pick in the history of the you know the franchise, um, but they wasted no time on realizing this guy can't play. They go to Case Keenum. Case Keenan doesn't work out. Case they paid him money. Some. Yeah, that's right. They go to Flacco. Uh, we all knew Flacco was washed. Listen, we knew it before he even played a down for the team. No one ever was on board. I couldn't imagine one person to have bought like a Flacco jersey. But even then, they go young. They go to Locke. And then they go to Teddy. in a, Like in a, a six-year span like that. You really needed to warn me before you said the word Flacco. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, Bree Maestas, <laughs> co-host of the Broncos Blues podcast. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to be here. And you touched on so many important points of <sighs> it's been a long time coming. It is. It's been. But if it feels like they're back. Yeah. It's what well, Russell Wilson is like. It's the truth. I don't need like, you know, Seegers was like, well, you know, I guess 
throwing a couple numbers at me, a little analytics and some of that. Don't temper my expectations. The Broncos are back in a big time way. There's okay, we were it's it's fantasy football season, right? Yes. Okay. We're gonna do a mini draft, just you and I. Okay, just it's just quarterbacks right now. Just quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. So we're gonna do quarterbacks that we're we're gonna go out of a fantasy football realm into a we're starting an NFL team realm, but we could do it in a fantasy aspect where I'm gonna make the first pick, then you're gonna pick a guy, then I'm gonna pick a guy. We'll see how far down we have to get till we get to Russell Wilson. Okay, I'm gonna go with the first pick. Give me Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Okay. Just who's any of the quarterback you can have in the league. We're starting a franchise around. Who Who is that guy? I am absolutely going. Who should have been last year's MVP? Tom freaking Brady. Okay. I mean, beautiful. Um, I'm going to come back to me here, and I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Give me Josh Allen. That's a, that's a smart choice. Thank you. Appreciate it. I am going to resist the urge to pick the other uh, he who mustn't be named, and I'm going to go Justin Herbert. <laughs> oh, okay. You're going to go Herbert. I think the he to be named was my next pick was um, Aaron Rodgers. That's You read my mind. Thank you. We're good at this. Uh, yes. You, you're good at this. So at that point, I'm going to, I would say on the show, stop the show. And you go, we have like the record streak. <laughs> at that point, and we're five or six quarterbacks deep, basically five or six players in the whole league deep. Mm-hmm. Before my, at least my next pick, and I'll let you make your pick. My next pick would be Russell Wilson, and the, we'd have Burrow maybe on the board there. Like her, uh, Herbert and Burrow are kind of right; they're the same for me. Um, How about Stafford? Stafford's right under Russell now because for me, it's about the chase. It's about the come up and the hunt. And Russell's now back. It's been so long for Russell that he is now, I think, past Matt Stafford in, um, like, I've got to have it. I'm desperate to have it again, which moves him up a little bit higher to me. But that's a beautiful one of Matt Stafford because um, I was, uh, you know, preaching about Matt Stafford. For I actually say, I don't, no disrespect to Nader Mile High Sports, but I always say I'm the Matt Stafford of Mile High Sports because our radio signal is smaller than the fans and the altitudes. Okay. But just because I play for a smaller team like he was on the Lions doesn't mean that I'm not one of the best players in the whole freaking league. Okay, I mean, that's just, you know, that's just that kind of crazy stuff. They may hate me, Bree, but I love me some me, like T.O., okay? But (laughs) so my point is, though, it's like you go barely six players, six players deep before you're like, okay, give me Russ. So, again... Russell ain't a top 10 quarterback. He's not a top 12. He's a top six or seven quarterback on planet Earth. We're getting a little dangerous here only because uh, Joe Burrow is is not floating around in contention there, and I feel like it would be misrepresentative to not include him. Well, again, it was what you value. Do you value... I, 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 Arm strength, accuracy. Okay, so that's, that's, that's the skill set. I'm looking at the body of work, um, the... Winning percentage of, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, just Russell Wilson, literally one of the sixth most winningest quarterbacks in the history of the game uh, based off like 100 starts. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you you can't make, he's just the ultimate winner. As a all, package. All the guy does is win. And the experience, and the, the biggest thing for me that is the biggest thing is the, he's reached the mountaintop, okay? So while Burrow and Herbert are still kind of coming up, and they might be, right now, they'd win the pass, punt, and kick contest against Russell every time. The bigger, faster, stronger. But that's really not all that it's kind of about. And while I think Herbert and and Burrow go on to have a bunch of success, I mean, Dan Marino 
back in the day was the most prolific passer. He, you know, his numbers were at a 30% increase of John Elway's. I mean, John Elway would throw for 25 touchdowns and, you know, 12 picks. Marino's thrown 40, the first guy to throw 40 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. But what Marino did with all that passing attack, do you know what it translated to? Eight and eight, nine and seven. That's who he was and that's who they were. That's what, that's what Dan Marino as a quarterback, that's what his teams did despite the numbers or in spite of the numbers, however you looked at it. Yet John Elway is bringing his team back in the fourth quarter. They're just winning games. John Elway's going to Super Bowls, three straight, or th uh, three Super Bowls, those losses, caps it off with two more wins. It, while Russell's not as prolific of a passer as Herbert or Burrow, it's about more than that. And while Burrow's already proven he can, is a great winner, or at least the start of a, having a great winning kind of young career. Herbert, um, you know, to me, hasn't really done anything yet besides look really tall and handsome in pads. Can I throw something back at yes, you, you then can. and totally. ask you then, is Josh Allen that much of an enigma that you think, that much of an enigma that you think that he already en encompasses all of those things before actually hitting the big time? Is this the season that that's a possibility? Totally. Um, I think that like Allen and Burrow, I mean, sorry, um, Allen and Burrow. I'm uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are almost like identical in terms of the skill set and how special these guys are. Um, Mahomes joined a team that was already competing um, in the playoffs at a very high level, winning tons of games with Alex Smith. He came on board and just took him to the next level and put him over the top. It's still to come up. The Bills had to draft Allen seventh overall. When you draft seventh overall, that means you were a poop team. Okay? Yeah. So, um, Again, the, the worst thing, and maybe kind of tie it back into Broncos country for a little bit, again, it's uh, like Mahomes and Allen are just pure, true equals to me. But also, um, you know, like the radio studio or even this room, like here, there's the radio studios here, and we got our glass, and the other side is producer, like Danny Baylor, whoever's producing. If you're in an interrogation room, um, like I used to, I'm just a petty thug, but I used to be like a mafia leader. Um, it's like the glass mirror. So you can't see the other side. Yeah. You could only see back at you. I'll never understand John Elway. It's, it's like maybe the biggest mistake or blunder in Broncos history. Josh Allen's right here in Wyoming, our own backyard. <laughs> I mean, like just a physical prototype, like the next Elway. You know what I mean? And Elway's looking right in the mirror at the guy, and you pass on Josh Allen. It's, it's one of the great blunders and mistakes in Broncos franchise history. I'll never let it go, but... I'm willing to <laughs> if this works if out. this works out with Russell Wilson because the only way you could have changed the you know the course of the future is by going into the multiverse intersecting some space-time continuum trading for Russell Wilson and it literally being Russell Wilson who takes what would have been Josh Allen's Super Bowl or Super Bowls away from him that's the only way to have solved that mistake was to do what they did. Danny, you sound like Dr. Strange here. It feels like this could potentially be the end game scenario for the Denver Broncos on making it back to relevancy. Well, again, so some, uh, every franchise is built different. And it seems it's weird. It's like, they'll give you numbers. Well, this team has uh, seven straight wins at home against this team dating back to 2004. Well, 2004, I mean, like, there's been two or three generations of players. Not one player, maybe not even the same coach, is on those same teams. So to throw those numbers out, sometimes you roll your eyes at them. But also, sometimes those numbers 
like mean something. It's like they're powerful. You can't deny the some you know numbers like that. So, I guess my point is like, my point is. Um, what do you say to somebody who still has hesitancy like me, where I am not a hundred percent convinced? You're like me. Mm. If we're out at the club, say it's eighties night at the Snake Pit. Oh please. You like that? Yeah. And it's like. Uh, you're there early, you know, you're with some friends and the paps are like two bucks and you're having a good time. And all of a sudden it's like, you don't have, you maybe didn't even want to go out that night, but you know, the right friends brought you out. Zach was like, hey, let's go do this. It's 89 and the paps, the whole thing. Uh, I'll come pick you up. So once you're there and like the music that like that DJ is just playing the right kind, then you've had three $2 paps. So you already have great value. You spend no money. Um, the vibe is there. The great friends. Maybe there's like a guy from across the dance floor. And it's like, don't you want me, baby? You know what I mean? <laughs> don't you want me, girl? So like that, the whole night, everything is kind of I'm the type of guy that it's going to take me a couple cocktails, a couple white claws to be willing to give myself to the music. There's some people out there. Who don't need it. They just like, there's no shame in their game. It's just like, they'll just start dancing anywhere. That kind of person. I'm like, not that guy. I'm not. I'll never, I'm just not. I'll go out there and jam after a while. I got to be eased into it. Got it. But my point is like, I would tell you, let yourself go to the music. Okay. Like give gi myself over. Yes. Give in, give in to what is happening here because it's real and like, it's true and it's pure and that's coming from like the fan in me, I'll admit it, but also in there's literally no better option or avenue or route that the Broncos could have taken to getting back to a championship, a caliber of team than pulling this deal off. The only other deal that they thought that was better or opportunity was the Aaron Rodgers deal. And while that I was... I told you not to name him. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm sorry, Shailene. <laughs> now, um, so it's like uh, the only way... We don't know that they were working on Russell Wilson as much as the Aaron Rodgers stuff quietly because Aaron Rodgers was out there going on Pat McAfee and I don't know what I'm going to do and all that kind of stuff. They might have been working on the Russell Wilson. And Russell's such a pro, he wouldn't want to put out there in case he stays in Seattle and doesn't want to burn How his fan awkward. base. That's basically saying, Aka awkward. like, mm, I'm going to break up with my girlfriend and then I'm going to go see some, ooh, actually, on the other hand, I'm going to go back to the girlfriend. Yes, like, it is. You like don't want that, that news no, out there. No, 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 you don't want that news keep that to yourself don't even tell one buddy because that buddy's like i'm about to i'm gonna hook up <laughs> keep in track you know what i mean it's like yeah uh, danny i've got my hopes up so much over yeah. the last seven years this one has to be different oh it is <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if it's like you know um sesame street one of these things is not like the other you know oh, what i mean it's like reference thank you russell wilson is just like you can't buy a Russell Wilson at um, Southwest Plaza Mall or at Colorado Mills Mall. And you absolutely you have to go yeah. to Cherry Creek Mall, mm -hmm. and you got to go to Nordstrom or something to do it. Any of these other quarterbacks the Broncos have had in these past five or six years that have hurt you, um, you could have had anywhere. <laughs> you could have found him at Target at Walmart. Second round picks. The Flacco was at you know in the clearance bin and the markdowns in the back <laughs> of King Supers. You know what I mean? With like some produce that's weird. You know, it's like. He's in the markdown. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so again, there, there were never, there was never, uh, Paxton Lynch was a late first round pick, which in like 
in real life kind of um, value terms is like might as well be in a second round pick or you know what I mean? Like a late first round pick is that's kind of like no man's land. You're really just trying to add the guy in case he hits and you get that fifth year option on him because he's a first round pick. So you really, you know, that's part of probably what really talked you into taking him there. Maybe not trading down and, um, and and acquiring uh, Paxton Lynch. And then uh, even Case Keenum finally um, was like, we, he was the runner-up. It was all about um, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but that's no shade to pick number 199, Tom <laughs> Brady, you know? Like, you can find you can. good stuff. You, you can, but again, let's see, you're, you're helping me. I appreciate you because you're helping me tie some stuff back together. Um, there's only a certain amount of ways to go obtain a superstar kind of quarterback. For one, not any team could have pulled off the Russell Wilson deal because the Redskins or several other teams, the Redskins would have probably gave up four or five first-round picks uh, in a historic blockbuster deal like Herschel Walker's. We've never seen anything like this. This is like the Ricky Williams uh, giving the whole draft. The Saints gave the Dolphins the whole draft or whoever it was for Ricky Williams, like this kind of stuff. There could have the, would have been three or four teams willing to do that, including the Redskins. The Broncos, because they are the Broncos, were able to pull this deal off. And that goes to a lot of different ways. Who's running the Broncos? The Broncos as a brand and franchise as a whole. Um, Russell Wilson wanting to choose these Denver Broncos over these other options. Um, Not every team could pull a, a deal like this off. And we just saw... What you know, an incredible run. We Russell uh, Russell Wilson beat us in a Super Bowl. He knows what this franchise is about and how great it was just not that long ago. So it says a lot that Russell chose the Broncos, mm-hmm. but also the Broncos to find a way to George Payton of you know the two first Noah Fant, which is like again if Noah Fant was to be say he wasn't traded in this deal. And uh, Salbert and uh, Alberto were just crushing, and you wanted to trade Noah Fant. His value would be like a third or fourth round pick. It's not because we drafted him in the first round. It wasn't like that's another first round pick. Nah, his value is way down. You know, that's so it's like almost it's just tight ends overall. It is. That's just what it is. You know, you're right. You shouldn't have drafted him in the first round, anyways. And then uh, Shelby Harris is 30 years old. So it's like to for able to 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 have pulled that deal off um, when he could have been traded for like if the Broncos would have gave four first round picks. It would have been like, okay, people would have said, that's too much. But they still think it's too much, the two. So, mm. like, nobody remembers um, what the Matt Stafford deal was. I couldn't tell you. Because they freaking won. It worked. <laughs> and at the time, it was like two ones. And they had to, like, remember Jared Goff? And they had to, like, they got an extra one, but they had to pay for his contract or do something weird like that. It was and people were like, two ones? You know, for Matt Stafford, he's old, he's busted, all that kind of stuff. No one will ever you know, think about that now because it worked. So like the price tag could have been anything for Russell. It wasn't about that. It was about the Broncos getting a guy like that here. Some franchises are great at developing a quarterback. I guess, you know, don't forget your thought because I'm going to forget mine. Troy Aikman was kind of developed. Roger Staubach was, went to the Navy and came back and was developed. Uh, Tony Romo was developed. Dak Prescott was developed. They have a pretty impressive history of developing quarterbacks, okay? The Broncos don't. They didn't draft John Elway. They traded for John Elway. They didn't draft Peyton. Peyton came here and resurrected the brand. Even back to before Elway in 1977, Craig Morton. Okay, that's Orange Crush. That's like the first year the Broncos like really came to the big time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Craig Morton was a old has been 
Cowboys quarterback who kind of was the right place at the right time in Denver and helped these guys he come in the when people thought the towns weren't even the roads weren't even paved here in Denver to help them get to a Super Bowl. So the way the Broncos have had all their success isn't by drafting and developing quarterbacks for since 1977. It's by going and getting proven commodities at quarterback. John, you know, you know, they developed John here, but they didn't draft John. They just didn't draft him. Peyton Manning, uh, and now the next kind of era will be Russell Wilson uh, coming here. And I think he's not going to play for 10 years like he thinks he's going to. But if we get five or six years, like we had four years of Peyton here with Russell Wilson, we go to two Super Bowls, we win one, where he's in the MVP talk, we're beating the Chiefs. It's, you know, we took, we're t- we took a championship or a Super Bowl appearance or two away from Mahomes and from Allen. There's no better possible way. The Broncos, as a franchise, could have went about getting back to the mountaintop than this. And that means, I mean, trading, uh, drafting uh, uh, Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or waiting till the next draft and drafting a number one overall pick, whoever that might be from the SEC or, or whatever. They got it right this time. And this time is different. This In the past, they were trying to like, hold on to something, recapture something, uh, see if this there's anything left in the tank here, uh, see if this backup really, Russell Wilson is the truth. He's from the first church and nothing but the truth. <laughs> you had you made me start scratching my arm because I was like, oh, I need it. Like this makes total sense. Good. My point prior to you getting to that was only going to be that prior to the Russell Wilson deal, a lot of Broncos country was convinced that this was just the wait and see patience game of, okay, development, growth, potentially they land on something, draft another guy, see if Drew Locke is the deal. Yeah. And then Russell Wilson kind of catapulted that entire frame of reference into the Broncos might potentially be all in once again mm-hmm. and they're making the choices in order to do so that really facilitates a conversation that we now are like okay we got to stop thinking about the old way of thinking that we did for the last decade and yeah. we have to really move into they're doing it again and there's a potential that we're celebrating like you said another super bowl again it's like um the team was ran by john elway through his vision and through his eyes mm-hmm. what he had did with peyton manning worked and in theory he's probably thinking well damn peyton manning came and he barely had anything left to give flacco's got more left than he has to give keenum's ready i I like what i see in keenum he's you know they might be thinking keenum he reminds me of a poor man's russell wilson they might have been thinking this kind of stuff yeah and but in the sense of still trying to maintain um you know what was coming off of a championship level brand they didn't really brock threw a wrench in their plans because after Peyton was supposed to be Brock's time. It could have been. Well, it should have probably been. Even if someone's going to say, well, he busted out there. They made the right choice. Eh, you really, at that point, the team knows Brock. They're comfortable with Brock. The, like, the team is something with Brock that Brock somewhere else with other pieces essentially is not. So it's like um, Brock like with the power of Peyton still would have been here if that makes sense. And say that would have ran its course for two or three years, again, that would have ultimately changed the space-time continuum, (laughs) and who knows where the Broncos would have eventually two years later kind of went. But I'm a next, I'm like a big, we're solutions-oriented. 
Okay. It's like the next thing, big picture. How, you know, what's to, to me, I'm, I don't, I'm not like a look back dweller type of guy. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Cause if I could, I would have got Bitcoin and all this kind of stuff. Okay. Like all, all this kind of dumb stuff, you know, the Wait, are we comp- I got to compare Brock okay. Osweiler to Bitcoin and not to interrupt <laughs> you or take you off track, but he could have been a big deal. And he was a really interesting facet to the Broncos final Super Bowl run. And honestly, had it worked out differently, I know we wouldn't have Wilson, but he could have potentially been the next best choice. Well, I like what you did there. For one, we couldn't have pulled the whole thing off in 2015 without Brock. He was the perfect guy, the perfect time at the perfect place. Won us a couple big games down the stretch to help us get um, home field advantage. I mean, like it all had to really fall in order. And while I don't really believe it would have worked at a high level with Brock the next year, I think the next year they would have maybe won one or two more games. There were nine wins with Trev. I think they probably would have won 10 games or 11 games. At that point, you still That's have the defense. Card, man. Well, not only wild card, you still have that defense and you're coming off a championship. That's something what kind of would have mattered in the playoffs. And say they would have made a run to an AFC championship game. You know, it's like at that point, I always say, once you get to a conference championship game, it's just a final four. Anything could happen at that point. You know, it's like the Bengals really, if you at the at the end of the year, like, oh, the Bengals, they're the team of the future. But like at the end of this, they really weren't like a top 10 team. They might have finished second, but if like you really laid it all out there, even like right now. We'd go through probably like seven or eight teams before like, uh, the Bengals. It's, they just caught lightning the, the in a league, bottle. The league last year was uh, unpredictable. Oh, yeah, most definitely. The underdogs, if you would have bet the underdogs last year, would have hit like 60-plus um, percent of your money. Like if you're, you know, that guy, Gosh, which we dabble a little bit. It. And so just it was a weird year last year. But, um, you know, I don't know, with like just a couple few minutes left, I like where what, the work we did here today. I want you got a lot of things going on. So tell people, for one, um, where they could find the podcast you do with the guys, the, your Twitter stuff, anything else you may have going on. Let's hear about it right now. Please. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share. I've had a ton of fun uh, on this episode with you, and hopefully I can come back so you can possibly maybe find me on the Blitz on another time. But I am also Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Mountain Time with the Let's Talk Broncos crew. That's Zach Seegers and Joey Richards. You can also find me 1 to 2 p.m. on Mondays and Wednesdays for the Fan Cave with Ryan, Roman Romero, Tony Comas, uh, 98.1 FM, and uh, probably a couple couple of things sprinkled in within there. You can follow me on Twitter, Bree Maestas 303. Okay, cool. I mean, you know, you're, you're everything that I'm not on social media. You're active, you're funny, you're out there um, communicating, you're putting good takes out there, interesting stuff. You got like that good crew that you interact with. Um, it's stuff's powerful these days, you know? Um, Thank you. Yeah. You do a good job. Um, your crew is, you, you got the right crew. You kind of like guys are like the future of what media kind of is do a little bit of everything, um, and do a good job, at, uh, you know, at it there's, I think ladies in, uh, sports talk radio or sports in general, they have it harder than guys because it's like, they think because you're a chick, that's how you got the job. But then they're even harder on you on like when they hear you talk about a team. And I like <laughs> no, it's true. It is. It's just like really true. But once you can hold your own, then it's like the respect comes kind of like flooding in, at least from anyone who has like, you know, uh, is not a jerk. 
<laughs> I was going to have them bleep something out just now, but, uh, you know. We can em. cuss on this. Oh, really? Fuck them. I'm yeah. going to do what I'm going to do. Fuck those guys. <laughs> totally. For real. So, I mean, keep up the good work. Um, you know, the relationship here you guys have at Mile High Sports is really smart for everybody. Um, you know, again, we we always say the fan, man, they got that big signal, all that kind of stuff with their website. And it's just a little tiny, oh, it's just a widow guy <laughs> compared to MileHighSports.com. The magazine that we put out here is a thing of beauty. It's like a local sports illustrated. So Mile High Sports is like it, the brand that's, you know, it, coming up and it's... Um, Can't stop, won't stop. No, for real. So I think that's it for the podcast that's kind of how long it goes i'd keep going we're having fun yeah i just i gotta hop on the radio in like oh, 10 minutes sorry let me get you out of here <laughs> so you can go get um get on the air do your thing but well, i could talk to you for another hour Dan. i know Thank me too you. appreciate it preview the show one more time yeah absolutely you can catch let's talk broncos um 6 p.m monday yeah. through friday and you can catch the fan cave 1 to 2 p.m monday through friday both are amazing shows and i'm not just saying that because i'm hosting them mm-hmm. uh i really believe in what we're doing here well, you could say half. I mean, like, again, you're the talent. I am the face and the voice. Yes, that's for sure. You don't want their ugly faces being the face. Come on now. That's for sure. All right, tell Zach I said hi. I will. Uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, check out the, if you're listening to Broncos Blitz podcast, then you found it somewhere. Okay. But <laughs> yeah. So, but there's also like a lot of ways to, um, anywhere you can find apps in the whole world. Where can you find apps in the whole world? Uh, you can find them on iTunes yeah. and Android and, uh, Apple. the play store, the Apple, uh, Apple Spreaker. Apple's, Spreaker, yeah. Spotify. Are you sure? A couple of those things sound made up. YouTube. Sure. <laughs> but the Mile High Sports website, uh, the Mile High Sports app, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the Broncos Blitz podcast, like over the last couple of years, it's turned into a monster. It's a big podcast, not as big as Breeze. Um, mm, that's what she said? Whoa, giggity. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So thanks for being with us. Let's get you in the rotation here in the podcast. I you know? would absolutely love it. Uh, appreciate it. You did a good job. I'm Danny Williams. We I'm at Tweet Danny on Twitter. We do the radio show from 10 to 2. Not 10 to 2, to 10 to noon. We were 9 to 11 for the last like three or four years. Now we went from 10 to noon. I don't really like it, but I'm here. And I've turned, I spoke into the microphone with words today. What else do you want me to say? I mean, kind of killed I, I did it for David Hurlbutt, to be honest with you. And I'm kind of being serious. So um, I love David. I do too. So we appreciate you guys. Thanks for being with us. And we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night, Sheila.